Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today I'm very fortunate to have a panel of guests of guys that also have a uh, affinity for the podcast format. Um, right to my side is the founder of Zima Podcasting Network and a host of his self-titled show, The Graham Zima Show. Graham Zima. What's going on? Next to him, we have uh, the host of a show on the Zima Podcasting Network, Music Sucks, and he's also the vocalist and guitarist of the Milwaukee hardcore band, Nobody's Fault, Eddie Aaron Hurston. Hey, everyone. And then over there, we got the guy that uh, just does it all. Yeah. That's James Green. That's me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on, like, most shows that have been on uh, Graham's Network. Yeah. I think I've been on like two. Oh, yeah. Right. He's been on an episode of Music Sucks. Yeah, um, we episodes. did that episode of Music Sucks where um, I thought it would be funny where we do a top five. Um, we all do our top five new metal albums. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that like led to like actually like a pretty serious debate did, of yeah. like sort of a genre that's kind of a joke. It's and, funny because um, I was defending myself against the band Slipknot because he yeah. has their first record at, at the number one at my number spot, one spot and it was my number two. Huh. And I'm and I'm a huger Slipknot fan than say like a Corn fan, so it was kind of interesting sure. to uh, debate. Yeah, that, it turned out to like a know. really serious debate. Yeah. What was your number one? Oh, um, my number one was Slipknot self-titled. Oh. But my, but my number one was Corn self-titled, and that was oh. my number two. Yeah. So um, we basically oh, had the same flip, top two. So flip yeah. side. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That 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 is some heat. Yeah. <laughs> that is gonna take some heat. Yeah, it did. Um, well, guys, uh, we've. We've already uh, broken into the Modelo. Oh, yeah, sorry well about that. Modelo no, that's okay. I mean, but the thing is, it's we only I could only afford a six pack because uh, your boy's now unemployed. Yeah. But um, so we're gonna have to fight over those last two. I mean, most people can afford a six pack anyway. So y'all can fight over the last two. I have to. I have a show after this. Oh, great. You're also driving too. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm gonna uh, just uh, say, James, you Ben, that's you get the last two. Fantastic. Why are you gonna fight for it? <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that. Well, time. I knew I was getting one of them. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you guys got these open somehow. Yeah, um, I just no, I just have my house keys. It was just sort of like pulling away at the cap, and it just popped off. And you're like, hey, that works. Can I use them? So you want to hit me there? Yeah, yeah, yeah here. All right, so watch you. Yeah. Thank you for having us on, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, of course, guys. Yeah, no, I was looking forward to it. Um, you guys are, I mean, we've, like, kind of all been friends and been, like, you know, uh, in touch for a while about, you know, various things, whether it's music in Milwaukee or, you know, you guys uh, see you guys at parties. We do the drunk charades. Mm -hmm. uh, James, that was a fun night. What is well, From what I can remember, it was... We were at a, like, some party. Was that Michaela's party? Yeah, it was a Michaela Lemons party. Was that the was that the goth party? Or uh, no, the one before that. But we were okay. literally I don't remember what was happening, but we were just in this party and you know, everyone's mingling, having a good time, and then I just see like Max Schaefer just like doing a bunch of weird movements and gestures in front of like a crowd of people watching. I'm like, what is it, yeah, there. in his de in his defense, that's when, just when Mac. Did, that's just Mac. Yeah, I was gonna say like, when does that not happen again? I lived with James and Mac for a year, so I, I yeah. know just a bit. Shout out Mac Schaefer. I've lived Shout with out. him for yeah, host of uh, Time to Adapt. Um, yeah. yeah, I've lived with him for four years now. Um, yeah, mm. it's uh, uh it's all you have ups and downs, but you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but um, a lot of things happen, but none of them have been uninteresting. But that's there true. Go. There you go. That's, true, that's yeah. solid. Um, so, but that was when I like, but then I hopped into that game and that was indicative that, you know, I was going to, you know, become friends with you guys. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. That was so, um, because you guys have just a really um, eccentric way of entertaining yourself. Sure. At parties. Yeah. But, um, but James, you are, uh, sorry. You and <laughs> I was going to say, like, what the fuck did you, okay, we're yeah. here, by the way. Please do. Yeah. Okay, what the fuck did you just throw at Oh, it, it was just the gold. Uh, gold <laughs> flex. Gold. That's like the nicest thing you get thrown at you. Oh, I'm like, sure. Fuck you, I'm throwing gold at you. No, I know that. Like, I'm showering you with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with wealth, actually. Um, so, but James, you are actually... Golden shower of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm surprised you didn't go straight to that. Damn. Anyway. Okay, anyway, yeah. Uh, James, you are, you and Eddie are actually hosting a show coming out soon, yeah? Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, so tell us a little bit so about that. So that's, uh, the podcast is called This Might Get Worse, or It Might Get, It's we, Gonna Get Worse, 
it's gonna get worse either way. But yeah, the the premise is. Uh, well, this was all your yeah, idea. Yeah, this was my idea because um, uh, Eddie and I have been like we talk music all the time, but we like have a lot in common. But there's a lot of stuff that I love that he hates, and vice versa. Yeah. So. For the longest time, my least favorite band of all time was Blink-182. And for the longest, sure. and ever since I can remember, the, my least, one of my least favorite bands was My Chemical Romance. Oh, damn. Oh, and, like, oh come it's, on, Let's not and, like, I don't know, like, my MCR, I've gone back and forth with, like, loving and hating them, but, yeah. like, still, that was a big, pivotal band for me. Yeah, like, they, they were important in the way that Blink-182 was important to me. Yeah. Sure. I'll Blink just say this, I'm a poser, I have, like, one My Chemical Romance song, okay. so. <laughs> I, I can probably take three guesses and get... And, well, the thing is, yeah. I mean, it's great, though, because that's a very synergistic friendship to have. Yeah. yeah. Are people that are very, like, inclined to have these debates about things that a lot of people just kind of group in as, like, the same thing. Well, like, our, in our, the same our conversations have been going on yeah, so, like, ever since I've known him. Like, yeah. we yeah. met at a Descendants show, yeah. which is a band that oh, we wow. both like. It was we both liked it. Yeah. Our, it was, I think both our personalities were, like, I'm trying to think of a way to say it. Like, yeah. I just, because I remember when... I met you at the show. You had a minor threat shirt on, yeah. and I had a uh, Gigi Allen shirt on. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> so, I'm like, all right, there's sort of both our personalities in yep, a nutshell. very much. But, anywho, um, this podcast, what we're doing is we thought, like, okay, well, we know we hate these bands, but there's so many people that like them. Uh. So, let's go back and listen to their discography, like, in chronological order. Do it multiple times. Take notes. Go, like, okay, what's working What's not working? How did this band get so big? Mm -hmm. And do maybe our opinions of that band change? And I think so far, kind of. Yeah. yeah it's been we're we're about positive. So we're far. about two episodes in, cool. and um, it's been good for me. Like I was genuinely shocked by the well, the last one that we did was kind of the album that MCR like started blowing up on which is three cheers for sweet revenge which has um, so yeah he did that yeah. and i did dude ranch which is so which is yeah. the blank album before they went super right, yeah yeah um and it shocked me as we were recording you like just outrighted spoilers but you just outrighted admitted like that you liked the album or yeah. you thought it was a good album it was and i thought the same thing about three cheers mm. surprisingly yeah um whether or not we're going to listen to it outside sure. of the podcast is up for debate but Dude, so honestly, I found yeah. myself like humming Josie like all week though. Because yes. Of it, so it's funny because you told me at, like before we recorded the episode that that's the song that you hate. Yeah, I thought that's it was actually stupid. my favorite Blink One Eighty Two song. It, I thought it was a stupid song, and then <laughs> it's just... it just got stuck in my head, and I'd just be like humming, just like. Yeah, my girlfriend. Dude, it'll, yeah, exactly. it, it, it do be like that though. I will <laughs> say because so when I first like got to college, like my most of my best friends became like we became friends through a shared love of music. Right. And um, so my friends, like, I, I made a couple friends that, like, one of my best friends, Jack Fricky, um, he, we used to have this constant, like, debate, like, in when we were still in dorms, like, because, like, I love you too. Okay. But he hates you too. Yeah. He loved Kiss, and I hated Kiss. Wow. Okay. And okay. now, I mean, now I, like, I love Kiss, but it's like I we would constantly like go back and forth. He would be like, "Oh, like yeah, Bono's a pretentious asshole. Oh well, Gene Simmons is a fucking scumbag," and like it would just go back and forth in this like never-ending cycle of like you know, like this and that, like this bad, like Bono is a little pretentious. Oh yeah, no, Bono, to, but Bono's to be yeah. fair, Gene Simmons is way more pretentious. Yeah, I don't know shit about Gene Simmons, but I know Bono's pretentious. You, you don't need to know much to know that. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah, it's, like, I mean, we can kind of, yeah, at this point mutually agree that both of them are, are pretty, sure. are pretty pretentious scumbags, mm -hmm. but, but the point, now both of us have grown to appreciate yeah. both bands that we, right. like, said we, like, mm -hmm. you know, respectively didn't like, but it's like, that's the thing, it's like, it's, when you have somebody that loves a band so much that you just have animosity towards, yeah. they can kind of give you, they kind of lure you in to really, like, actually start appreciating that artist. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. I think the key word is appreciate, because now, because before this podcast, it's still kind of, I'm just like, oh, my chemical romance is, like, one of the worst fans I've played. But, like, both you and Max Schaefer, you know, because he's a huge fan, MCR fan too, like yeah. it, he loves them. Uh, they're just I've I've now come to see that they are two 
people of like the multitude of fans that that band has garnered throughout the years and has mm -hmm. meant a lot to people because I think Max shared a documentary about the Black Parade era. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a very interesting. You know, it's funny because you mentioned that that's when you had that revelation. Yeah. I had the, excuse me, I think the moment I had that sort of big revelation just in general, not with MCR, but just with a band I didn't really care for. Sure. And I, I just thought about how much of an impact they had was um, I went to the Warp Tour the day after Chester Bennington killed himself. Yeah. Oh, dear. I and tell me this. every single band that day said, This song goes out to Chester Bennington. There was kids crying and whatnot. And I thought, like, Okay, like. For the longest time, I really didn't like Linkin Park, but yeah. because just because that band didn't mean anything to me doesn't mean that that band didn't help someone else. Yeah. And who the fuck yeah. am I to judge that? Of course, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And that you can say you can that that speaks to any really any kind of like art form in general. Where Absolutely. It's like if something does not resonate with you personally, it's still it's very imperative to like still kind of respect the artistry because mm -hmm. you still by all means have the capacity to do that, even if it's like. Not for me, but it's for someone else. Help somebody get through this rough yeah. time, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I've, I've like had to like learn how to do that like over the years. Where it's like I don't, I don't ever say like I hate artists anymore. Mm -hmm. At least sure. I try not to. Yeah. Um, Unless they're like problematic pieces of shit. Yes, I don't see like that, a real. There, then there you go. Yes, exactly. Um, on another note, um, so Graham, I so in my preparation for this episode, I was um, kind of looking over some. I was like listening to snippets of your your uh, network, and um, uh, paying it. So I took note of your ad and I downloaded Anchor. Yeah. And um, I when I was I opened it in the App Store. I searched up Anchor, and the f before act the actual like the the Anchor app that you were talking about showed up. The first one to come up was something called Safe Anchor, and it's it's a. Uh, the caption was like, a great new thing for sailors. And, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it's like an app to like, uh, for like depth measurement or something. Like Did lowering anchor. It? it was six bucks. Oh, oh, so, oh. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently it only got three stars too. But I guess, you know, if yeah, we're... Not worth six bucks. Honestly <laughs> though, if you were on a boat, that, that seems like a really convenient app to have. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I don't know how good the cell service is when you're out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, so that'd be my biggest concern. Yeah. yeah. Is it even going to be effective? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, what's the Wi-Fi network? Right. right. You know, the <laughs> deep blue sea. <coughs> Bikini <Right>. bottom. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was funny, uh, so I wanted to share that on the mm -hmm. show. So, guys, you know uh, why we're really all here. We're talking about love and fear through the creative mind, and I was... You guys were some of the first ones I thought of to have on the show, actually, when I had the idea, because you guys obviously, you know, host your own shows, and you guys are familiar with this format, and I think that, you know, as, as I've been kind of, like, getting more um, acclimated to this format, mm -hmm. I'm learning more and more just the comfortability of, like, kind of, like, just the vastness of how you can really like just use a podcast to just lay out ideas and just have them out into the universe and and like whoever listens whoever chooses to like give you the time and listen is like you know like that's I mean, it's it's like one thing that like you know if like a bunch of people are listening to you but just the fact that you like have these ideas some place to a place to put all of these like you know thoughts or ideas or feelings about something and like have different people to talk about it like it's so fucking exciting and i'm so excited mm -hmm. like to be doing this now and like to the point where now i'm doing two episodes a week um wow yeah and it, i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be uh <laughs> exhausting yeah. but I'm gonna be sitting at that computer over there for mm -hmm. a while you know all about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's well, not necessarily a podcast but i just finished my senior thesis and yeah. it was a good month where i was just up all night yeah in mitchell yeah you get real real used to you know just being on a computer screen like you know mm -hmm. getting annoyed by your own voice or your own <laughs> like, your own quirks or whatever, like, yeah, you guys are no strangers to that. Yeah. I'm so I'm still annoyed by my own quirks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. This guy's a vocalist, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I have yeah. no escaping that either way. Yeah. So, yeah. The, yeah, like, the worst part is noticing all of the verbal crutches I have. And 
I mean, my mom has always pointed out how much I say like or kind of or you mm. know. I do that all the time. You know what's my go-to one? What's that? Uh, oh, no, you know, like I, I say you know a lot after something or before oh, yeah. something. It's my, yeah. no my, better than an um. Yeah, no, my yeah. one is always like I'll say a statement and then just follow it with like, uh... It's like, like yeah, there's something like, left because like, I've said something, but I'm like, wait, I could say something else, but the only thing that me, comes yeah. out of my mouth is just uh, or like, you know, yeah. The only the only vocal quirk that just I did it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only quirk that I've noticed um, throughout all of the episodes I've done because it sucks is I say the phrase for sure a lot. Oh yeah. Which is same. Which is yeah. kind of yeah. uncommon. I say but, absolutely a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, but that's kind of. I say yeah, no. Yeah, no, yeah, that, mm -hmm. that's great. I, I also go in a lot, <laughs> yeah. but um, I just, I, I think I do that subconsciously to make sure that I let my guests know that I'm paying attention to mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That you, you're... That I'm intrigued by what they're yeah. saying and what That you're yeah. reading what they're saying, like, that, that you're following right. them. And usually I am anyway, because, like, all the guests that I've had on the podcast so far have been pretty good yeah, oh, yeah so. for sure yeah. yeah definitely like i mean it, it's and you you get more and more comfortable like acknowledging the fact that it's there that you have you know we're all imperfect and we have our own like you know tendencies or anything but but i feel like the more you notice it when you're going through each episode or you're editing or whatever like you notice it more and it helps you be mindful, like, mm. while you're actually doing an episode to kind of, like, sort of, like, you know, um, just kind of, like, pinch yourself to when you realize you're doing it. Be like, hey, yeah. like, you know, just get to the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you guys have experienced um, sort of, like, the, the thrill as well as the um, apprehension um, that comes to, you know, starting a podcast and what went into it. So, Graham, we'll start with you. Um, yeah. I want to talk, so, first, for one, congratulations on your 100th episode. Thanks. Yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. Right. Uh, and, uh, April 18th, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, wow, I, I actually, pulled a, I, I was going to say, I don't remember that. I pulled a Nardwar on you just oh, yeah. now. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I'm here with Graham Zima. Yeah. Zima podcast. You're Graham Zima. We have to know. Um, so, but that's awesome that you have. Um, and Eddie, you're, you're January fifteenth, twenty eighteen. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yes, yeah. sir. I was looking at a little over a year. Yeah. You use Facebook and so mine. Yeah. <laughs> specific. I, yeah. I'm on your way. Or Instagram because I think I posted it there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I was like looking through your guys's um. I was looking through your page, and sure. you can find a lot about just through like the tabs, like the about section, the oh, video sure. section. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so how do you feel like you know from when you originally started the show three years ago to now? Um, how do you feel like your comfortability has changed with you know your way of using the platform to express yourself. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that show because actually that's that show's going to be ending in just a few weeks. Uh, uh, going you, on. you couldn't have saved that until the end, dude. Yeah, that's, <laughs> true, that's true. But I think it ties into uh, a lot of what we're talking about because, yeah, we just hit the 100th episode. March 18th, I think, is the last episode. And then I'm moving into this, uh, this mini-series show. But it's going to be more of like a do 10 episodes for 10 weeks and then take three months off and yeah, then come sure. back into it. So... Um, a lot of the reason I did that is because of like the evolution of like what I wanted to say with my platform. So for the last few years, I've been kind of doing the sort of talk show format, you know, bring on different guests, have different segments, and it's kind of evolved with that. But then I kind of got into it, and I, I really want to make something more personal and something a lot more uh, reflective. I think I was partially inspired by our new show that just cracked in the uh, iTunes charts, Glimpses. Uh, it's a lot about memories and stuff, and I just got... My brain got turning from that, and I said, I kind of want to make something about my acting experience, because that was such a huge part of my life growing up. It's yeah. a lot of the reason I was able to pay for college, and a lot of, you know, I just had a lot of experiences from there. So I wanted to tap into that, um, and I thought, well, podcasting is a perfect platform to do so. Yeah. Um, it can really allow me to shape the story in a way that I want to tell yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So, mm -hmm. um, 
that was a big reason. I just think that it, it, it I got to a point with the Grand Zima show where I was like, I don't know if I can take this any further. I don't know if I can evolve this much more. So what's a way I can continue to podcast mm. and still be expressive and, and use the, the medium. So mm-hmm. that was the choice I made. That's awesome. How did it evolve from just simply your show to becoming an entire network of oh, fellow man. creators? So it all kind of started, I tell this story all the time, <laughs> um, and, uh, I love telling it because it's just so crazy that it started off with me kind of like looking for a new outlet. Yeah. Uh, I was a freshman in college, um, film major, mm-hmm. really not doing much outside of going to class and going to parties on the weekend. I was right, yeah. pretty much just living a standard life, and I'm like, man, I need an outlet. Like, I need something else to do that fills the time. And uh, so I thought, you know, I've always been into broadcasting. I was really mm-hmm. getting into podcasting. Um, and so I said, what if I just started my own? Let's just see where this goes. It'd be something fun to do with my friends. Yeah. Put out a call on Facebook, uh, and a few friends replied. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we're in a study lounge, uh, Riverview Study Lounge in Milwaukee. Uh, and it's myself, a guy that just owned the computer and the microphone, and then two of my other friends. And we were just doing this show about movies, and we did that for probably about a year. Um, but there became there came a point where... I realized how much I loved doing it. Like, there was just this huge fulfillment. Kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Like, you really discovered how much you've enjoyed doing this. And now you're doing two shows a week and stuff like that. So, I kind of did something similar. I was like, I'm going to do multiple shows. Yeah. And we just, it literally was like one of those things. Like, I hit up a few people. I'm like, do you want to start something? Cool. And from there, we've found out new ways to evolve everything um, and you know, utilizing social media and just new shows. And yeah. now I think in April, we'll have close to about 20 shows oh, when it's all said and done. We got like eight or so in development. So, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. No, that was awesome. going to be kind of another one of those surprises, but why not? <laughs> sure. No. Uh, we're talking dude, about yeah, it. This, so. is a, this is a show of revelations, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, dude, that's, that's awesome. I totally agree because the more I found that, like, when you do more, you you end up wanting to do more. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, Absolutely. the more you put out content, the more you, like, kind of just keep working hard. You just, it, the more you want to actively be doing it and mm-hmm. stay proactive on it. Because, like, like, even this weekend, like, um, went to a show on, for Breaking Entering. Um, shout out. Nice. Um, Friday, uh, went to a show. Last night, went to a show. And tonight, um, Eddie's show. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing initially my idea, like when I first started writing for the, for the, for the publication, I was thinking, you know, I'll do like one piece a week. You know, I feel like that's a good consistent amount, not too much, but it's like a month in, I'm, you know, three shows in a row and I'm writing an article about each one. It's like, (laughs) you have to be careful with that though. I found like I I get sometimes too ambitious. Yeah. I'm going to do four or five shows a week and then like. You actually get into the whole like pattern of that, and you're like, man, this is, and you start missing things, yeah. and you just your work suffers because of it. So I get, right. I, I was the same exact way starting out. Like I just want to do it constantly. Yeah. Like, I can do, I could do it seven days a week, and then you learn you can't. Yeah, you get so yeah. zealous about it. Other so aspects fast. of life start to play into yeah. your ability to do it. It's like going to the going to the gym when people first yeah. get a gym membership. Yeah. They're like, oh. yeah, I'm gonna go like seven days a week, <laughs> and I'm gonna get so big and. And you're you're going to stay in the elliptical the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, I was in that position for a while. Like, in high school, like, I, um, I did this trip in New Mexico with the Boy Scouts, and, like, I got in such great shape, and then I realized, you know, I should probably maintain this, so then I just became really persistent with working out, and then I hated it, but then it gets to the point where, like, you crave it. Yeah. Yeah. You really yeah. crave it, and it just becomes like a habit. Now I get like pissed when I can't go. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Totally. That, that being said, I haven't gone like two months. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part is always starting. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's absolutely it is. Starting and bringing yourself there that is always like the biggest challenge, and that honestly is what sets people apart. For it sets those that say and those that do. Like that's like what ultimately sets those apart is like the people that talk up a storm about, like, all these things that these moves they want to make versus the people that are actually willing to, like, you know, execute that into existence. Like, I mean, not to sound like the pretentious former film student, but there is a really good Stanley Kubrick quote about that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which is weird because it's when he was getting the, um... 
fuck, I can't remember the name of the award. Who is the guy that directed Birth of a Nation? Uh, fuck, dude. dude. I don't know, dude. I know, but I'm yeah, there was a big, there was, was a big prestigious award I'm for it. Um, this. Anyway, um, his acceptance speech, he was off shooting Eyes Wide Shut, so he just recorded a video. Oh, that yeah, they played at the ceremony. And, yep. like, the big thing he said, he's like, this is a big honor to get this award, but, um, the biggest struggle with being a filmmaker is just getting in your car to go to set. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it D.W.? D.W. Griffith. Griffith, yeah. Who, like, yep, they had an award right. for because he was, like, a visionary filmmaker, but was also a racist piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So, well, yeah, so, um, I... So, how about, so Eddie, um, yes, sir, I'm sure you, so you have your intro, obviously, too. Um, how can you weigh into this as well with, like, how you got, brought your show to fruition, um, and then how, where you are with it now? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as this show goes, so I think I, I, I mentioned this on Graham's show, because I, I guessed it a couple times, and I... I think once, yeah. Once or twice. Sure. Um, once before the podcast aired, and then once after. Yeah, Because yeah. Mac introduced me to you, and was just like, hey, you should get on... Uh, he knew that I did a music podcast before this. It was basically Music Sucks, but like, I was just doing it as like a SoundCloud podcast. Was it Music in the yeah. Basement? It was called Music in the Basement, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, um... It was, uh, it was literally like the format of music sucks, except for me being in my hometown and interviewing like friends that I knew there, yeah. um, or people that I knew from there. And then I, I stopped doing it after a little while just because school caught up to me. And then a little while after forming uh, one of my bands called Second Charm, I was just like, I kind of want to do this, this podcasting thing again because I had a lot of fun doing it. And then Mac was just like, hey, you should link up with Graham. He, in, if you want to, like, do it again, just get on a network. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. why not? Like, I'm not changing the format any way. I'm just getting, uh, like, bigger Bringing guests. it to the next level. Yeah, I'm just, get, I'm just bringing it to the next level and getting, like, bigger guests and whatnot. And I, we're at, um, like, I think we're close to 40 episodes <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I think it's like, it's like 36. It's 37, like 37. It'll be 30. If the next episode comes out this month, it'll be 38. Yeah, and I think I, be, I, yeah, I, think so I mailed it, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, I do have a giant lighter in my pocket, and I've never I been don't... able to be the. You know, do you know that trick where you just like pop yeah. the cap? Oh the lighter? yeah, my roommate can that. do that. I can't, but I said I had a big lighter <laughs> yeah. in my pocket. Um, but yeah, as far as me wanting to to do the podcast again, it uh, doing it again came from being a part of the music scene we have here in Milwaukee, because yeah. making friends in bands is like is easy and a lot of easy to do and it becomes very fun like you stay you stay friends with most of the people you play with in other bands um because it's different than just kind of meeting it's different than something thanks yeah it's different than like meeting a friend that was like in a class with you or like somebody that you know you met at a party or something you're really there yeah for you're doing you both believe in something very right. similar that's different than like just being in the same place at the same time. It's like and, yeah, and like for for all for almost all of if not all of the, the musicians that I've had on there, I'm also like fans of their bands. Yeah, and that is kind of something that will probably never go away from me, which is why I still get nervous doing the podcast. Yeah. Like believe it or not, like I've gotten better at it, but I'm still nervous doing. It, oh yeah, totally. You because know, uh, one of the one of the bigger episodes I did. Um, was there's this band from Iowa called Kayak Jones. Oh, yeah. And sure. I interviewed them outside of the Collectivo that's not that far down from here, like, just on my own, in the, like, in the back, like, not the back, but, like, in the outside patio yeah, area, yeah, sure. with just my laptop, a mic, the whole band standing around me, and some of their, like, friends that were there to see the show that they were playing in Milwaukee that night. And I'm just like, I just hope this goes well. Yeah. I really just want this... T- to yeah. happen. It's been like that for a couple bands. Like, um, uh, Dreamhouse was one of the earlier episodes, and they came over to Graham's house, mm-hmm. and they're kind of blowing it up right now. And also, there's this, this band from Michigan called Gold Route, which was probably one of my favorite episodes I've ever done, oh, just because those guys are super nice, and they're a fucking great band. I'm looking in the camera right now and say, hey, check out Gold Route. 
Shout please out do. Goldrop. Shout out Goldrop. Shout out Chris. every band that Eddie's interviewed ever. Yeah. Shout out, please. Shout out Telethon. Shout out Bruce Yokers. Shout out Yearless. Almost a shout, shout out, out Honey Seth. Creek. Honey Creek for sure. And like Dylan's been on there like three times at this point. Yeah. yeah. Their bass player. Yeah. What were you going to say, James? It's an almost shout out to Sect. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a fucking story and a half that we can... Yeah, because I tried to line up that interview So, there's this, there's this hardcore band called Sect that... So, it's, um, um, it's a bunch of members of, like, various, like, vegan straight-edge bands oh, from, uh... Sure, yeah. But, uh, their dr- but their drummer is Andy Hurley. Oh. Like, from Fall Out Boy. Like, oh, wow. Like, me, Andy Hurley from Fall Out Boy. And they were and he's playing... he's from here, yeah? Yes, he's, he's from here, but, like, the main reason I was interested, because my favorite hardcore frontman, like, of the past, like... 25 years is a guy named Chris Callahan. So he was in a band called Cursed, okay. which was he, which was big in the underground. Then they broke up in like 07 or so. And he's had other bands like. Uh, Are there Ber- some members of Earth Crisis in that? There's some old members of Earth Crisis and uh, is it 108 or 108? Probably. I don't know. They were like a metalcore band. They were like a. Sure. They were a Krishna core band. Okay. Mm, sure. And. Um, that's a topic for a whole other that's podcast. A whole other, that's going into Krishna But anyway, so that, that band was playing our friend Ari's basement. Ari, Ari Mandri. He, he used to run this oh, yeah. place called Dad Pass. Yeah, the Dad Pass. Well, well, the main thing Rest was because, peace. no, the show was supposed to be at Frank's Power Plant. Yeah. But it was... Also rip yeah. uh, Frank's Power Plant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, I got kicked out of there when I was, like, 19 because I was trying to see Full of Hell. Oh, okay. Well, credit points. where credit's due. That's where Second Charm's first show was. Okay. So, like, yeah. Anywho, what it was was um, they were going to do Sect as a 21-plus show. Yeah. But Sect is a straight-edge band. So why would they card why people for being organized? Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't drink. It's a straight-edge show. Yeah. And it also worked out perfectly because it was on St. Patrick's like, Day, too. Yeah, everyone's eating tofu. Yeah. Is that what goes on there? I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they just played in the basement, and I tried to, I asked her, like, hey, can I get my roommate to this podcast? I'll do it with them, yeah. because I was a big fan of Cursed uh, and stuff, and yeah. I wanted to meet Chris. Totally. And I'm a giant fan of Andy Hurley's drumming on early Fall Out Boy music, and so I, I talked to you and I talked to Ari about it, but I went to a different show that night, and then Ari, as I was at that show, Ari messaged me back and saying, hey, I can only give you five minutes, is that okay? I'm just like, eh, mm, yeah. no, but mm, no. But don't want to pass it up. No. So, but I ended up not going anyway. He didn't go, but I at least got to sit and like chat with Andy yeah. early and Chris. Yeah, like, you just got to like talk to him. I just talked to them. I was asking. Well, I was mostly geeking out because Kurt Ballou from Converge. Oh yeah. Produced all their stuff and sure. Converge is proud. Like favorite band of all time is probably Nine Inch Nails, but like yeah. close second is Converge. Converge. Sure, yeah. So it's not a follow up boy. This is all a foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I. I it's uh, still somewhat foreign to me. I know a lot of these bands from uh, like. Needle drop and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, shout out Fantano. Shout out Converge. Um, but, um, yeah. So, I totally like I know exactly what you mean, Eddie, about like still getting nervous because like I. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> no, you did. No, you did. No, yeah. we're, we we love tangents. Yeah, okay. Here, sure. here on Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Um, shout out tangents. Um, <laughs> no, but we love, but. No, but, so I still, when I'm, like, when I go out to shows and I intend to talk to the artist after I see the show. Right. And it's, like, it's very intimidating when it's, like, somebody that I've heard of, I've heard a lot about, I always see them doing, like, really big things, whether they're traveling or they're releasing music that's getting a lot of coverage or, like, they're sharing the stage with some big artists. Like, I still get, um... It's like when I go out to like see a, someone like that show, or if I see them at a show that I'm at, and like I want to talk to them, it's like it's still intimidating because it's like shit. That's like the like yeah. blank. And I kind of <laughs> and, and I really hope that I don't lose. I don't think I ever will, but I, I just really hope I don't lose that. And if I do, if, to kind of paraphrase the great Henry Rollins, like if I ever lose becoming a fan, just just off me, yeah. just mm-hmm. off me, like right now, because yeah. like yeah. And that's where fear, and that is where fear comes in here. Is mm-hmm. that some tie-in back to you know the the show is like that we still like despite it's like that's where we're letting our passions you know like uh, kind of overtake that apprehension we have to like you know just 
you know, dive into it, go after it, mm -hmm. like be like, you know, I came here because I intend to talk to this person. Mm -hmm. I came here because like I want to like, you know, tell this story like and I don't care like, you know, I want people to see it, but I don't care like what I don't give a fuck about like, you know, what people are going to think or you know, I would or especially when it comes to like talking to artists, it's like I would I would be like so hard on myself if like I you know, backed out and, like, was too afraid to, like, approach somebody and, like, mm -hmm. I'd feel I missed the opportunity. Yeah. It's, like, that's where I feel like, you know, doing, like, doing writing, like, on artists or even, or just, you know, having this podcast and talking to various people, it's, like, it's, like, I don't, that fear is not enough to, like, you know, not make me do it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you're yeah. James, how about you? Um, you uh, we're going to give the floor to you. How, yeah. so, so you are coming out with this show soon. Um, yeah. What, so, yeah, what is, like, I guess, so do, is, will this be your first show that you've ever hosted? As a host? Well, technically we're co-hosting it, but yeah. I'm sort of the one that sort of, like, spearheaded the whole thing. But, yeah, yeah. this is the first one I'm hosting. Um, I mean, granted, I've done a bunch of other stuff that isn't podcasting, but this is really sort of my first foray into that medium. Mm. But, like, I don't know, I've been, I've seen, like, I remember meeting you when you were a freshman and we were just getting this thing started, so yeah. I've seen you guys all grow, like, to yeah. the point where we're even talking about this today, and, yeah. you know, podcasting was always just something I was into, but I never really even thought about doing it, and then I started to listen to what you guys were doing, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I think I could have something to, like, throw in the pool here. Yeah. One of the other reasons why I said yes to starting this new thing was you guessed, James guested on... Graham's show like, mm -hmm. recently, yeah. and I'm and one I was shocked that he hadn't already, yeah. and two it was like shortly before or after he suggested the podcast idea with me. I'm just like, man, I gotta get this guy a podcast, yeah. like, or he needs his own podcast, yeah. Because yeah. after living with him for however long, I was just like, yeah, all the podcasts you listen to, I'm just like, and I was thinking about that own. too with yeah. like when I was getting this show formulated. I'm like, these guys. Yeah, like, I mean, the, I guess the thing that, like, has been hard for me with, like, really anything that I've been into or wanting to pursue is, like, I'm, I've always been great as just a viewer and being a fan, Yeah. and I'm great at, like, collecting all this information and knowing about it and just being a really big fan, but when it comes to doing my own thing, that's always where I have trouble. Yeah. And I guess that's partially, like, the fear. It's not so much the fear of whether I can do it or not. It's, like, the fear of commitment. And could I do it with, um, to the degree where I give respect to, like... I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, I guess if I can give respect to, like, the things that I love. Mm -hmm. Like, um, to quote Gerard Way, I try to be kind to the things that were good to me. Mm. Yeah. So... Oh, that is a good quote. That is profound. Yeah, so that's something that I've always really had trouble with. And, um... And that's sort of why I was sort of hesitant with, like, filmmaking and whatnot, even though I loved movies and whatnot. Like, um, when it came to, like, actually getting critiques and whatnot, I realized, wow, I'm actually kind of just, like, I'm a small fish in a big pool, you know? That's mm -hmm. kind of like me with being a music major, because I was a music major for my first two years. Yeah. And the first four weeks of those two years, I was a percussion major, and, well, again, this is a whole other podcast, but essentially I was just like, I couldn't handle... Well, overall, being a music major, I was just like, I don't think I can handle doing this for school. Yeah. Like, I would much rather do this on my own time. Yeah, because, like, once... Have fun doing it. Yeah, yeah that's the thing, because, like, once it becomes, like... The once, it becomes, focus, yeah. once it becomes, like, a big academic focus, you have to get to the point where, um... Where it doesn't become a chore. Yes. And that's I was really difficult. Yeah. yeah. And... I kind of had that my freshman year in film school, and it sort of, that thing still sort of stuck with me till yeah. the end. Granted, I have the degree in it now, yeah, yeah, but that sort of stuck with me. Like I knew I loved this thing, but it still felt tedious and like a chore. And I think that's when I sort of fell back on music a lot more. Mm. Was when the thing I thought I loved was sort of starting to like make me really depressed. Yeah. It's something I thought I wanted to do forever, and then that sort of changed. So then mm. I just started going to punk rock shows and stuff. Yeah. That became really like that was my like. That's where I found catharsis, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned this a little bit on your podcast. Um, we talked about how like 
when you're like into movies or just into any sort of art form, like and you come from like a small town or something like that, or in your high school, you're like the only person that's into that in yeah. your high school, and you're like, oh yeah, because I'm that guy here, I'm gonna have no problem once I actually go to school for it. And then you get to school and you're like, oh, every single kid in my class is that guy from their town yeah, or their right. high school. So then oh, you have yeah. to find a way to make yourself stick out. And right, yeah. it's, that can be scary. It's intimidating. Yeah. yeah it's very intimidating. I totally, uh, totally feel that too with like, you know, with just getting started on anything, whether it's been like my writing mm-hmm. or my, um, you know, or doing the show, or, but yeah, kind of similarly just getting started on anything. It's like, I'm always, like, afraid of just falling into, like, just the, kind of, like, the sea with, like, the rest of the fish, but it's like, it's like, if I want to do this, I want to do it right, Mm -hmm. and I want to do it in a way that, like, is not some knockoff of something that's already been done. Right. And that's, and that also, like, has... Um, it's led to a lot of, like, self-hesitation, too, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. totally know what you mean. Yeah. Um, do you guys, uh, how do you guys feel about that, too, with, like, doing your guys' stuff? You can talk more about I mean, this. I'm the, I've had that problem since day one. Like, yeah. I think a lot of, uh, <laughs> and I still do, yeah. um, I think a little less with this new show because it's just so me, and, like, I have, I don't know, I just think the way that I'm doing it is going to be so weird and like out there but like with yeah. the talk show aspect I totally feel that like interviewing people and the type of questions yeah. that I ask them mm-hmm. um, the way that the whole show is structured yeah. mm-hmm. it's like man I'm always comparing myself to people that I came up listening yeah. to or that I'm still currently listening to I'm like am I just a complete rip off and like yeah. because of that is that going to cause people not to want to listen right, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a thing I deal with all the time and it can really wear on you if you, if you let it, you know, you can beat yourself up constantly and listen back to stuff and be like, man, I sound way too much like this person or this person. And what is my show's place in the world if it's not unique? I'm just another kid that likes Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's me, man. Is is that part of the reason why you're deciding to move on to this? Yeah, I think really, I think it was because like I mentioned before, it, it hit sort of a, a creative wall like I yeah. could, that I couldn't seem to get through and I'm like no matter how many times I try to add something new this is just not, and, it, and it really also came down to just the fact that it didn't feel like me like yeah, yeah. to yeah. a point that's the cool thing about this project is because like you're the only one that can tell yeah, the story and, yeah. and like yeah. I I looked you know I did my research before to see is, is someone done this you know before which might have been a, a bad idea had I found something <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. no, I don't right. do it. Yeah. Yeah. but actually there was nobody that had done it before so I'm like well I have at least that going for mm-hmm. me um I think just the format and the way my voice sort of conducts itself on air I think benefits this show a lot more sure. than maybe the Graham Zima show did so uh, I don't know there's just a lot of factors that went into it but that was definitely one of the biggest considerations is just like I think I was just so tired of like running into this this wall and not being able to figure out a way to change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To to a lesser extent on my end, that I feel the same sort of way with music sucks because <clears throat> um, as of like last summer, it had got we started adding in this series called STS, which stands for Shoot the Shit, which I basically have a guest and we talk about like a band's like back catalog or whatever, like yeah. some lesser known shit. Yeah. Which that has always been fun for the most part, and then. Uh, I think starting around, like, definitely, like, the later half of, of 2018, like, the later half of the first year of the podcast, I was just like, I mean, can I continue doing this past this year? Because mm-hmm. there was, you know, one of the reasons was, like, you know, trying to get guests, like, a different guest every day uh, is just as exhausting as booking a show, yeah, which I have right. basically done for the majority of Second Charm's career. It can be rough. Mm. It can be rough, but that's but then that's why I said yes to this new podcast that James suggested. Yeah. Me, I was just like, well, this will be different, and I guess we're we're making it a part of music sucks now at this right. point. Yeah. Um, which I didn't want to do that this unless is, this unless, is the unless Rogue One a Star Wars story <laughs> podcast. <laughs> hopefully better than those fucking movies. Oh, Rogue right. One was good. It was fine. Solo wasn't. 
didn't pay attention when I was watching. I, I, enjoyed, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the solo yeah, quite yeah. a bit. But no, that's the thing. It's just like, but I didn't want to, but at the same time, like, I didn't want to make that a part of music sucks unless James was okay with it because this was his idea. Yeah. You know, so getting permission well, I think the reason we, we partnered with it is because, like, I mean, I wouldn't have the in if it wasn't for your podcast in general, but, like, the stuff we recorded was so good, I was just like, I think we just need to get this out there. Yeah, might as well. Regardless of like so. how we're gonna get it, it just needs to be out there. That's true, yeah. and it has been fun. Yeah, you know, no, just recording it. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's why like you know I'm a firm believer that, and you know this especially like you know Graham, you can attest to this especially um, with you know starting your new show is that like it's like something can work for you for a very long time, and you can have a lot of fun with it. You can learn a lot about yourself through it you can grow with it but then you know it 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 will come to a point where it just doesn't do the same thing that it used to and you're ready to do something different and it's like but if you wouldn't be able to like you know take yourself to the next level and add some new level of personability to this new show that you're doing if it weren't for you doing you know something for so long before and and that's no, there's no shame in that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely like. I don't regret the last three years of doing the Graham's News Show by any stretch. Uh, you know, even when it was really getting difficult to like will myself to do it, which was another clear sign I just needed to be like done with it because mm-hmm. it was getting to a point where like wanting to record an episode felt like a real big chore, and I just don't think that that yeah, should be it. That's right. when that's when you really should. It's be indicative like, that you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah time for a change. On. And now when I think about this new show and just like in the stage of writing right now, like, it's just, like, there's that excitement again that I got when I was in the early stages of the Graham Zima show. So, um, yeah, it's, you just, I don't know, you got to know when the right time is to move on, and you got, and you got to be honest with yourself, because if you're not, you're just going to be putting out a lackluster product. Right, and And that's, and, you know, we see... We see that from in various art forms all the time. We were talking like, about that the other day. Yeah. Speaking of my podcast, we were talking about the other day with uh, The Walking Dead, which is kind of like a sort of a beaten record. It's, it's, been, our, it's old been on the way out for like the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. It fell off in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I, I was saying that thing, it's like, you know, you, you have to have an end point with something. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of cases. We get it. There's zombies. Right. Right. What else yeah. do you have? Right. Yeah, exactly. but I was like, yeah. people are bad too. Look yeah. at example, Walking Dead. Look mm. at examples where TV or movies or any medium um, has had a, an example where something has a, a, a clear endpoint. Breaking Bad. Yes. Uh, when Vince Gilligan made that show, he knew exactly. I mean, he didn't have everything to a finite detail, but he knew this is the starting point and this is the ending point. Mm-hmm. And like, I know it's going to be just about five seasons. So it can be done. You can start yeah. something with an endpoint in mind. Like I know yeah. for this new show, I might honestly just go about three seasons, and I'll be completely content. Yeah. I would rather have that than be like four years in. I'm like, man, I don't know where to take this. Yeah. Step. Like, what's the next step? I'd rather just know this is what I want to say to the world, and when I'm done saying it, time to move on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. you don't want to. You don't want to get derivative of yourself. You owe it to the audience. Yeah. You owe it to the audience. They they don't want to they shouldn't have to tune into a lackluster product, something that you're not fully committed to. They Um, should listen to something that you put blood, sweat, and tears into each and every week. And that's that's what I want to do. So um, and I think a lot in it not just podcasts, movies, TV, any type of artistic medium needs to take on that type of mentality. um, I mean, that, I think that goes with just anything creative in general. Yeah. The worst thing you can be is mediocre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like... You'd rather be absolutely terrible than be mediocre. Because right. at least, yeah. if you're at least absolutely terrible, that still means people are paying attention. Yeah. 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 They're taking the time to tell you you're absolutely right. terrible. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> mediocre Medi- Medi- people won't even comment. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. A waste, you're just a waste of space. Yeah. Waste of time. Yeah. Just a waste. Yeah, because then you're settling. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, um, I also want to point out that, like, I've become very desensitized as I've, like, as I've gotten to know more people, like, especially, like, our age that, you know, are becoming, uh, you know, are selling themselves, like, on social media as some kind of, like, a creative medium. Mm -hmm. I've become very desensitized to the phrase, big things coming. 
Because, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm guilty like, of it, man. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, 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 know, I try to avoid is, the I am whole fucking music scene. I, yeah, I comment nice. that on every single kid I see posing with a camera in their profile photo. I was just go, big things are coming. Jesus. Or, or a camera or a slate. Or we're changing the game. Changing the yeah. game. Yeah. 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 I'm guilty of that. Dude, <laughs> I, well, the thing is, I've been guilty of it as yeah. well myself, but I've had to teach myself to like refrain from using it's such phrases. I feel fortunate that I've had the luxury of not of like seeing that happen and be like okay like i was right. i'm smart enough to know that's not what you yeah. need to do of course well but at the same time i'm still i still kind of struggle with like consistency of uploading anything i do really yeah sure. whether it's you know the podcast or anything that my band's supposed to tweet or whatever that day <laughs> yeah. or like the blog that i've been writing for the last couple of weeks now um i've been worried about like consistency on that part so it's it's but otherwise i feel for i I still feel fortunate to be like, okay, I'm not going to just, like, half-ass this and just keep on teasing until we have, a, like, something in the demo stages out. In my defense, I, like, I, when I have said, uh, I, I'm guilty of uh, the big, or the, excuse I'm me, not, changing I'm the game. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. No, no, you're good. I hope you know that. I'm almost throwing myself under the bus. That's so here. funny. Changing, <laughs> changing the game is one I always say, but honestly, like, when I have said it, and take this for what you will... I've honestly there's been like just a rush of like excited emotion. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, yeah. that's what exactly. it usually is. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's usually think, what it is. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think people just say it because they're so worried of like reminding people that they're right. doing because something. Because they're yeah, they want to because they need that affirmation. Sure. Right. When I've done it, I I've I've tried to be like, man, there's actually something I'm super excited about that's mm-hmm. a brewing and like because yeah. I don't want to mislead people. Like that's the thing. So. In my defense, it's not always been just to like be like, "Hey, I'm still doing the podcast." I usually try to say it with some type of honesty, yeah. but I totally agree. Like when I when I do say it, I I post it. Sometimes I don't even recognize. It. I'm like, "Oh shit!" I just said like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. "Look at my brand type that's yeah. like, nonsense." That, that made me think of like research I've been doing for this might get worse. Yeah. Um, I guess like I I like. Like, I hate Tom DeLonge's voice, but him as a person just kind of fascinates it's me. Because, like, yeah, he just, he quit Blink-182 so that he could go research UFOs for the government. <laughs> um, oh, my but God. But anyway, for that's what government. For the government. Uh. But, um, there was, like, some interview he was doing on, like, a radio show right before, like, Angels and Airwaves' first album came out. Oh, he's yeah, like, I know about Guys, this. listen... I have created the greatest album in the history of music. It was really hyping this thing. Oh up. My God. And then, no, and then it comes out, and then you're like, wow, this is just like some like dumb pop punk about space. In his, in his <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's just some dumb pop punk album about space that Eddie loves. And this is a whole other podcast. And then he did. He came back on the whole other show. He's like. Guys, I had just had back surgery before I did that interview, and I was fucked up on, like, painkillers. Don't believe anything that I said. Which is true. I know, but still. And in that defense, that first Angels and Airways record's really, like, good. When did that come out again? 2005 or 6. But also at that same time, what that interview that Tom did, you could trace that back to, like, John Lennon saying the Beatles are bigger than Jesus. Right. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know if I believe well, that that he was all fucked up well, for that. Well, that's the interview. thing. Well, John Lennon like wasn't fucked up for the interview, obviously, but he was misquote. He was obviously, well, not obviously, but in in his def- he was trying to defend himself and saying that he was misquoted. Yeah. Sure. Um, which you can research that on your own time, but he's he was also quoted by saying like, yeah, I was misquoted in that interview. Like religious yeah. zealots just basically took that quote and ran with yeah, it. Yeah, like, records. Do you do you think that Justin Bieber got it a little too hard when he said he thought Anne Frank would have been a believer? Probably. I think he got it like yeah. Yeah, I think he got a bad rap for that. I like, yeah. like yeah, she was into pop culture and stuff. She probably would have been. Yeah. Well, 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 oh, you go. You go. Oh, no, I was gonna say just to comment on that. I think it's like, I feel like that kind of feeds into just the whole idea of him commenting on Anne Frank and her, the plight of her, obviously. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, obviously that's how she's known. And when a reference like that is made, you know, to, I guess, like, it looks like he's using it to kind of like, you know, promote, promote, yeah. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but like, I mean, granted there was context to it, but like. But that's, and that's why you have to read into like why he might have said that. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, like... I, I, oh. I heard this... It was. It's, you know, it's weird. Like, 
we've all sort of come around on that guy. Do you remember how he's, he's I mean, granted, like, oh, a yeah. lot of, like, people, he's sort of just, like, low-hanging fruit for, like, yeah, fuck Justin Bieber, and stuff like that, but, like, if you really think about it, he was told he was great since he was, like, eight years old, yeah, yeah. and put in the spotlight, mm -hmm. and he's been told that for years and years and years, and then... As soon as, like, he gets to, like, his late teenage years, he's like, yeah, I'm the greatest. And then everyone's like, oh, hold on. Oh, now you think you're, like, the king of the world? Now yeah. you think that? It's like, well, he's been hearing that his whole life, yeah. so we could probably cut him a little slack. Right, it's been handed to him. Graham, you wanted to talk well, about Well, I was going to talk about the, like, reading in the context of quotes. I think I go back and forth with it because sometimes, like, I think people use it as, like, a crutch and, like, a way to yeah. go back on what they said. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, man, it is so crazy the amount of people that will quote something on social media, and it's so blatantly obvious they didn't read the rest of the article. Oh, yeah. People um, read headlines. Yes, read that's news. what I was about to yeah. say. So I yeah. think, I go back and forth, because it's like, man, I really think people need to read, like, context. Context yeah. is everything. But I can tell you that from working in retail, that we have a reading problem in this fucking country. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the, the store that I'm working at is going out of business, and, like, there's a sign up there that says, up to this highest percentage off. And people are, will come to me like, oh, is this, like... 60% off, and I'm just like, it's gonna be what it is, because, yeah. you know, Price it's says marked. I, the, yeah. Americans don't know the phrase, up to. Yeah. Yeah. But some of them do. Most, well, yeah. No, for sure. But, I, <laughs> I, I, no, I agree, and that's why I never share an article on Facebook unless I've read it thoroughly right. first. Mm -hmm. yes. um, so I used to share a lot of articles without context, and I would get comments about, like, specific things in the article that I didn't read, and, like, it would end up being, look, making me look bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um... I don't know, I just, I, I found that it's amazing, though, how many people are still doing it, and yeah. especially in this day and age where news is so accessible, you, all you have to do is, you know, do a quick search on Google, and you have all of these different pieces of information, the amount that people just don't have the time to read in depth on things, and, mm -hmm. and make fully formed opinions, so yeah. that's all I have to say. Right, no, I mean, yeah. it's, it is a, it's well, tribalism to what's accessible exactly. to us. Yeah, and it's not even just that, it's or they just take the article at face value and just sort of, they don't really contextualize what they just read right, and yep. build their own opinion from yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So as we're closing out, because um, we are running out of time, um, so uh, I'll go down the line. Um, so uh, I'll start with you, Graham. Uh, what keeps you up at night? Ooh, keeps me up at night? I mean, just trying to, like, give the people that listen to our content the best product possible and, like, finding out different ways to do that. Uh, wanting to stand out from the rest of, I mean, there's so many podcasts yeah. and out there, so it's like, how do you separate yourself? So that keeps me going. Um, and just the idea of, like, where this thing could go, yeah. I think, is what keeps me up. More as a motivational, like, inspirational-type feeling rather than, like, a scares-me-type. Yeah. But it can be scary. It can be scary when you do put into context mm -hmm. how many people are out there that do this thing. Oh, so, totally, um, absolutely. But yeah, trying to trying to do something unique and provide listeners the best product possible. Yeah, totally. Eddie? Um, well, I have an anxiety disorder, but... Um, <laughs> <Ditto. laughs> um, but uh, I guess what keeps me up at night is the fear of not being liked anymore. I guess, whether it be um, with the music that I make, or the people that I am friends with, or my family, or, you know, like, any, like, relationship that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Just got dark really quick. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is terrifying. I want to say yeah. one more thing. Honesty. Like, being honest and not coming yeah. across as fake and mm -hmm. putting on a persona because yeah. you can run into that sometimes yeah. you try to be too professional with something and it comes across phony oh, yeah. so honesty is something I always oh, yeah. of wrestle course. with sure. yeah. I, and James. for me I mean I, I don't like that I do it but I do have this sort of I guess it's, it's really a selfish anxiety where I have this fear that like after I leave a group of people and stuff I'm like oh they're talking shit about me right now yep. you know? I've had that like all the time oh yeah it's, it's, it's yeah. terrible and I'm like and it, it, I think it's like it's one it's bad because I know that it's probably not true, but it also makes me think, like, 
that's really selfish of you to think that way yeah. because like not everything's about you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I am a just, I, I am a worry ward, so in that mm -hmm. regard, yes, like I, I over worry all the time. Of course, no, I do too. Um, but I'm gonna uh, uplift it a little bit with um, Graham. What puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Just feeling like I did everything that I needed to do that day just and did it to the best of my ability that like just no even if the product isn't the greatest in the world as long as I know that I put my full attention and heart into it um, yeah. that makes me makes me sleep better. did the best yeah. yep. Eddie um, yeah I guess kind of the same thing I mean recently I've been making myself little to-do lists so whenever I cross everything off on it I feel good about myself that and there's a podcast called Sleepy where a dude reads you stories every night. It's a great podcast, by the way. If you actually like if you ever have trouble sleeping, like look up that podcast. Is it like it's Joe really Perra talks you to sleep? No well kinda, of, but it's like he actually reads you like he reads uh, this guy named Otis Gray, he reads stories that are or novels that are in the public domain. Oh sure. okay. So he can, I thought it so just he like someone bores you to sleep, so dude just starts reading. No, the it's not no it's <laughs> no it's not like that. It's not boring, but yeah. For sure, and then James will put you to sleep. Uh, I guess what puts me to sleep is um, probably just knowing that I accomplished everything I wanted to do that day and that everyone else around me was doing all right. And uh, shoegaze. Shoegaze is great, yeah. Sick. Yeah, ditto. Just the whole genre of shoegaze. I love it, but it's also... It's not that it bores me to sleep, but because I love it, though it helps me It's fall good atmospheric so. music. It's so. great. Yeah. yeah, totally. Shout out to nothing. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. Dude, yo! Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Um, Thanks, slow dive. Yeah. Shout out, <laughs> shout out later period turnover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it list goes on and on. Yeah. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, once again. And... Um, for uh, all three of these wonderful guys. Uh, for us, dog. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, be Thanks sure to tune models. in. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Shoot, I paid for these with quarters, by the way. Um, oh, man. Fuck, yeah, that's gangster well, yeah. shit, right? Very thank you. That's yeah, commitment, dude. dog. Shout out to uh, uh, Zima Podcasting Network. Shout out Music Sucks. And shout out Nobody's Fault. Oh, thank you. And then um, shout out what's your uh, This might get worse. Either this might, this get, might worse get worse. Or it, can, it might get worse. It's awesome. gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. It's gonna get but worse. But you know what else it is? It's coming soon. It is. Be ready. See. Tight. <laughs>